when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're drudging seems all so uphill, when everything seems so mellow in your life and you just want to cry out, peace, peace. Life comes with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learn. Many times a failure comes about because we had not stuck it out when so many crises have hit asunder. Backwards, forward, front was backwards. It all seems so all uphill. Why must I continue on this journey? Because there is a winner inside of you. You can conquer, you can conquer. So stick it out, even when your heart is hit. Hi, my name is Javetta, Javetta Lanise Cobb, and I'm with Encouragement Blossoms World Services. We've been in existence since 2005, March, since March of 2006. People usually call me Javi, and we go also by Encouragement Blossom Services or Encouragement Blossoms and Trauma. We're a free, private, encouraging, nonprofit organization. We have an intake form that you can fill out and uh, in order to use the service. But anyway, what I do is encourage others, lift up others, usually people who are brokenhearted or they have some type of trauma in their life, maybe past childhood abuse, maybe they're going through some type of crisis situation, like perhaps uh, domestic violence, and they just want maybe to be encouraged or some information on services that's probably in their area where they're unaware of it or perhaps maybe they're grieving maybe they lost a loved one and they just need someone to text them with encouragement sometimes i do that once or twice a week it just all depends on the person so each person is um their services is a little bit different there are six levels of encouragement it can last anywhere from three months to six months to nine months to a year, year and a half to two years. Um, so today we're going to be talking about getting through a trauma crisis situation. If you're interested and... Um, Hold on a minute. If you find that you're interested in the services, you can give give us a call at 908-291-3361. The phone number again is 908-291-3361. You can also uh, text or call at 330-265. 6343. That's 330-265-6343. There's a website 
it's not completely finished yet but the intake forms is on there and it'll tell you more of what the encouragement services is about and that address is www.ecourage.wixsite.com and it's a forward slash ecourage e-c-o-u-r-a-g-e dash blossoms b-l-o-s-s-o-m-s so that's ecourage.wixsite.com forward slash ecourage dash blossoms you can also text at the 908-291-3361 and then there's another number it's a pinger number at oh i forgot that number i do apologize um you can also view our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash encouragement services that's facebook.com forward slash encouragement services. So we're going to be speaking about how to get through trauma or getting through a crisis situation. Now, sometimes I have to take a little breather because I get a little nervous here. Um, there are all kinds of ways that we can get through trauma. Like, for example, some people may experience some type of trauma where it causes them a lot of stress. And so what we're wanting to do is talk about how one can get through stress or handle stress much more efficiently as they're experiencing some type of trauma. It could be that someone had a loss in their life and they've grieving over maybe that parent dying, that sibling dying, someone that was close to them in some type of way who passed. And if they were very significant in their life, they may miss their, their love, whether they received their love through calling them, through that person encouraging them, through that person helping them, through them doing things together. Sometimes people have folks who are very, very, very important to them that are no longer with them because they've passed. And it's very hard for them to get through that. One thing that I found very helpful that may help someone is that um, journaling maybe journaling to the person even though the person is gone and you know that they're not gonna see the information or anything like that writing is a very good idea for those people who lost a loved one especially those of you who experienced people dying when you were children whether it was like a mother a father a sibling maybe a best friend a grandma because a lot of times as children, 
we haven't had a chance to grieve like we wanted to. And it gives us, when we be, once we become adults, an opportunity to know how to under to better understand what has happened. That this person isn't coming back anymore. I understand this now much better than when I was a child. And it's a great way to let go of some anger because oftentimes people can have resentment because that person died and we can be really angry at the person for dying and they didn't do anything to us. So if you would like maybe write a letter, for example, I'd written my mom. My mom passed when I was four years old and I'm 46 years old, going on 47 years old in August. My mom had prepared me for her death. She had told me that she was dying. I was very, very close to her. Uh, and she was only 39 years old when she passed. I was four, about two months before I got ready to turn five. A month and a half before I got ready to turn five, my mom passed. And I was very, very hurt, very, very um, angry. I was mad at her even though she told me because I could process in my mind what she was saying. And she was telling me, I'll no longer be here with you, but I want you to know that I love you. You won't ever see me again. And I'm thinking, but I see her all the time now. And so once she died and I no longer seen her anymore, it was just very hurting for me was very upsetting and I never got a chance to go through any type of grief counseling or to see counseling because she passed. Uh, many times for children when they missed, when they have a loved one that was very close to them, especially a parent or a sibling, or if it's maybe been a foster child or adopted child in the home and they've passed and that person was very close to that person it's real important that they receive some type of grief counseling because they don't know how to cope with that parent or that person being gone even though that adult may have explained to them what happened because certain grievance counselors can have the process of they take you through a process of the age for the age of the child on grieving steps to take, what is teaching them that writing a journal about what did you love about the person who died? Maybe you can draw about how they made you feel. Like uh, draw happy faces when you saw them, what would you, what would you draw when you were around them? How do they make you happy? How do they make you feel? Now that they've passed, how do you feel? And it's like a little book that you're actually creating. And then um, you're writing, now that you're gone, and I'm understanding. They also take their steps on understanding what happened to them and that it's not your fault the person is has gone on, has passed. It's easier to start writing from drawing and talking with the person to this is what I'm doing today. 
I just wanted you to know that I love you. You can even buy them little gifts. It's even good for adults to do this. And sometimes they can do it anywhere from like six months up to three years. Most children sometimes do it for like two or three years. It's the most I've heard of them doing it. And it like bring actual healing to their heart. They're much better able to grieve. They might not talk about the person as much anymore after that two or three year period. It's important for the person sometimes if they want to use a date to celebrate that that person died, you know, to remember their birthday. Or maybe one day out of a year to take time and say, you know, Father, please bless my mother's family say for example if your mother died say father i ask that in the name of jesus you would please direct my mother's family's paths and enlighten the eyes of their understanding things that you know your mother or that loved one probably would have prayed about if they prayed and it just brings such a good feeling and such a good relief sometimes to the person, the individual who's doing the praying or who's still grieving. Sometimes when people um, draw different things for the person, or they maybe purchase something for them and they've passed. It's like keepsakes to them, like tokens. Even adults can do it. Whether it's a baby doll, whether it's a little pillow with the person's name on it and they just put it away. Perhaps if they have children or grandchildren, they wanted to pass that on and say, this is how I grieved when so-and-so passed. And this is something I wanted to leave to you as a tradition in our family history. Because many people don't leave keepsakes and things like that in their family when people have often passed or talk about how they grieved. It's just something that's very important. That way it makes it more easier for the person to grieve than to just keep everything all inside of them. Because many times when you keep everything inside of you, and especially children aren't taught how to grieve, or even teenagers, and sometimes if adults don't know how to grieve, they'll often get very, it can cause them to become really depressed and everything is all bottled up. So that's just a couple of ways on how to grieve when you lost a loved one and one thing that i found that's really beneficial and this has certainly helped me for those who've like experienced a divorce because i've experienced that and they haven't had a chance to heal from that relationship i was actually married but some people experience a divorce when they dated someone for like two or three years and maybe they were Maybe they just loved that person and wasn't in love with that person. And then some people, maybe they were in love and loved that person, but they broke up. 
one thing that I found that was very beneficial is journaling, maybe talking with someone about what has happened, whether it's a counselor, whether it's someone in your family or a good friend who you can find, who you can confide in and trust about it, the situation of what happened so that they can perhaps help you get through being so brokenhearted because what happens is sometimes when you get in a situation and you're actually meeting someone else and things are going well and you begin to trans transform your your love and your heart into this other relationship and it's actually working sometimes when you haven't had a chance to grieve of let go of past relationships you will bring it into your now relationship and it can cause all kinds of issues and oftentimes you'll find yourself broken hearted again because you're not able to handle the situation at hand because you're still holding on and haven't forgiven about your first love or your second love and oftentimes it creates tragedy for you like if you were married or if you were in a serious relationship and it was going well and pretty stable we can often stop ourselves from being blessed when we haven't dealt with issues from the past as well I was going to touch on a couple of more things. Um, when you're dealing with like a traumatic crisis situation and it's causing one stress and we can say like with stress, everybody respond differently. Some people heart may be a little bit heart may be a little bit more of us sound like it's kind of pounding out. Sometimes it's kind of like, they may be actually experiencing a panic attack sometimes. And then some people's hands may shake a little more. Some people may become a little bit more tired. Some people actually experience post-traumatic stress. And then some folks may experience a little bit more stress and not post-traumatic stress. And some may experience anxiety, uh, panic attacks, anxiety when they kind of worry maybe a little bit more about certain things and it could be because they've gone through a lot of crisis situations one after another maybe for a long period of time and so it's like all they're thinking about is you know what if this doesn't work out or what if this happened or how can i do this better and you have to remember the first thing first is to know that I need to accept the things that I cannot change. I need to accept the things that I cannot change. And that is okay. I cannot fix everything. I am just one person, but I am an important person. Today, I embrace myself and I accept myself as I am. 
I love and I accept me no matter what happens today, no matter what crisis I'm being given, I don't have to worry that things won't work out. If for some reason today, things do not work out like I planned, or if I experience a little bit more stress and anxiety, I can choose to take a breather, breathe a couple of times, and think about what it is I'm going to do before I respond to the situation. I'm going to think before I respond. I'm going to be proactive instead of being reactive. A lot of times when we react to something, it makes the situation much, much worse because we haven't had a chance to think about it. We haven't had a chance to deal with it. And sometimes we can't always deal with every situation being thrown at us right away. But if we train our mind to try to think before we respond and to learn to be proactive instead of reactive, a lot of times we'll respond much better to handling stress and we won't worry as much. I'll give you an example. It was 2007 during the springtime. And at the time I was living in Cleveland, you know, Cleveland's really busy. I was in school and I had like six classes that semester. Spring break came up, I believe, for the children's school and my college. I have two boys and, um, and I said, thank God, I need a vacation. They need a vacation. I usually take one, sometimes two times a year. We used to always take one two or three times a year. It was very important for us to get away. And at the time, we had lived in one of the Cleveland housing projects. And it's really negative over there quite a bit. So my children's stress level was up. And so was mine. Because when you're around negativity, you know, quite a bit, stress has a tendency to do that to you. So I began to teach them about yoga. It's really good for you. If you have the patience for it and you have the patience to meditate, whether it's just closing your eyes and sitting or laying down, sometimes they call meditation a yoga body scan where you're learning to just close your eyes some people keep their eyes open and do a visualization of their whole body and how their body, their body might, their, they might find that their chest is pounding, that they're, uh, they have all kinds of aches or something like that, or that their body is like overly tired or, and it's like, boy, I need to calm down. I need to really cool it. And so the body scan as they guide you through it, really helps you understand, okay, it's time to be calm. And it was really beneficial to us to do it every day for five or 10 minutes a day, especially if you go to school or you work somewhere 
where it's real toxicity, where you have the majority of the people always have to say something negative, or maybe they don't, they're not enjoying their work, and you're enjoying your work, or perhaps some people have issue after issue after issue, like if people don't always show up for work and you find that you have to do extra work, things like that, because they're not there and certain things have to be done. Body scanning is really good. If you do a Google search and look up uh, free body scans, that really helps. Free body scan meditations and Google Play. If you put in meditations or body scan meditations, some people who are that that could help you too. They have some really good ones, but the ones that I like to use are the Honest Guys. It's called the Honest Guys. I say the Honest Guys. T H E Honest Guys meditation. It's really, really good. They have um, body scans to meditating when you're stressed, to meditating and common anxiety, to meditating to clear out negativity. And I use that quite a bit. Anyway, getting back to the story. So what I had to do was beginning to realize, hey, we need to go on vacation. You know, we need to take a breather. We need to take a break because it's hard to function when you're continually like working hard or perhaps going to school and you're taking care of your children. And I was a single parent. So we booked a nine-day hotel in Charleston, West Virginia. It's important to try to go somewhere that's calmer if you can. And it was much, much calmer where it's more peaceful and we like the mountains sometimes we would just take the bus and look at the mountains i wish we could have walked up into the hills but we didn't we weren't able to do all of that but just being able to go to another state or another another state where they were able to um just see how that movie theater was was just great you don't even have to go to another state but for those people who have the finances to be able to visit somewhere differently whether it's in another county or whether it's another state that's a really great um meditation as well because some people do need a brain reliever as far as visiting another city or state and there's nothing wrong with that traveling can be very good for those people, whether it's with their family, they, they need to get away and travel, whether it be husband, wife, whether it be husband, wife, and children, whether you're single, whether you're single with, with children, it's important to try to take a break and get away. I was so exhausted. I stayed in the hotel most of the time, but the children had walkie-talkies and their cell phones, and we cooperate mainly through the walkie-talkie. And I'd give them some money to go over to um, eat breakfast across the street from the hotel and sometimes to bring their lunch back or their breakfast back if they wanted to instead of staying there eating it. And I'm like, are you okay? What do you guys want? Oh, yeah, they're just fixing this. They're just fixing it. And it was so great. I could see the stress relieved. 
out of their eyes, out of their body. They were like, thank God, you know, because it's really difficult for children when they're in negative situations. Also, especially if you live somewhere where it's pretty negative and you can't really have, you don't have any control over that, but you have control of what's going on in your home. Meditation is really good and yoga and just doing things as a family, whether it's playing family games, whether it's uh, praying, whether it's sharing a memoir, putting photo albums or pictures together of you and your family or cutting out some type of memoir, memoir of how you would like to see or where, how you would like to see your family five years from now, 10 years from now, or perhaps maybe goal planning with your children or, or something for yourself. It's just a great stress reliever, but you have to stay in reality. It's good to be positive and not negative because being negative will hold you back more, but staying in reality with, okay, I know that I can't purchase this, uh, I'm thinking, $100,000 house, a million dollar house, but if I know that I'm living in a really bad neighborhood and, and at this time I cannot afford to move, perhaps I can try to live somewhere else based on my income that's in a nicer area. Or perhaps if I've saved a little, I can get something in a little bit calmer area and a nicer area that's perhaps under $40,000. You know, things like that, something that's within reach where you know that you can accomplish that. And let's say something happens, you know, because life happens and you're not able to do that. You can always say, well, I didn't wasn't able to do that this time, but maybe in the next couple of years, and you want to put a number on it, whether it's two years, whether it's one year, whether it's three or four years, I'll be able to do that. Sometimes folks may experience some depth in their family and they weren't able to accomplish what they wanted to because life happens. Or perhaps they have another child, perhaps they decided that they wanted their child or grandchild, if they're taking care of their grandchild, to go to or certain private school, or perhaps maybe they need to homeschool them. They found that that was a better option for them. And so sometimes the important things come before maybe something like that. You have to do it in priority. What is important to you? Because everyone's different. What is your number one priority? Is it God, you and your spouse, your children? And, you know, you go on down the list. Now, how can this, how can going on a vacation or doing this thing, whatever it is, your thing is that you're going to do, help not only myself, but my spouse and my children, or if it's just you, how can it better benefit you? Because that's what goal setting and priorities is all about how can you get better 
in this area and move ahead and go forth whether it's attaining a better education for example college is not for everybody so some people may say vocational school some type of technical training and then sometimes some people like to train on a job and perhaps they may want to look up some techniques with interviewing skills or perhaps find a place some type of job training coaching around their area on to be coached for job training and a job that they would be interested in or that could better help them get in the workforce goals and prioritizing tend to help one stress and anxiety to go down quite a bit actually it helps quite a lot uh, another meditation that I that I like but you might not like it that you might want to try is brain zinc b-r-a-i-n-s-y-n-c.com brain zinc.com it's really really good you just may want to give it a try and I found that um brain games you could like google search brain games it really helps with memory because some people when they're going through certain crisis situation maybe they have some memory issues where they forget sometimes doing puzzle games uh, math games if you like math i'm not too much into math but sometimes i try math games puzzles with houses puzzles with birds whatever you like that really helps and nature itself helps whether it's going for a walk whether it's listening to natural waters that nature itself whether it's going for a drive up in the hills or where you're surrounded by nature things like that that really really helps especially if you live like in a fast-paced city of you've had stress for a long time things like that help if you can't if you find that you can't get away if you can make your home just calm and peaceful whether it's through reading whether it's through some type of music you can put in google search meditation music or music that appeals to you some people like opera some people like classics some people like the oldies music without the singing and if that works for them fine some like jazz and blues where they can just be calm some people like reading books and that's okay what you got to find out what caters to you because what works for you may not be for everyone else and it's going to be really hard if your home is chaotic so what i've found to kind of keep things toned down in the home especially when you're living with someone is to talk with them about stress and how you can help them and how they can help you all perhaps maybe have family time sometimes or, or maybe once a week whatever works for you some people do it twice a week some people do it once a week 
so they have the understanding okay this is our quiet time or we're gonna be a little bit more quieter family because it bothers me when we're loud and rowdy in the home being that you're going out every day and it's already loud and rowdy and you have to put up with life you know with life itself so i need it a little calmer anyway i wanted to share with you a little bit about encouragement services As I said, we started March of 2006, and it was to help people who needed a little boost and encouragement. And we do the non-judgmental approach because we know that people don't like being judged, you know, especially if they're coming and they're wanting help. And maybe they didn't do a situation right or handle a situation right or treat a person properly. And... You can say, you know, okay, I can see where you didn't handle that well or treat that person well, but maybe you can do this better next, you know, next time. Just some pointers so that they can make their life a lot easier because we're human too, you know. I know I am. I'm very, very human and everyone makes mistakes and sometimes people are just looking for a little bit of guidance. Um, it doesn't mean they can't run their own life. They're usually very, very independent people. They just might be facing a crisis situation. Some might not have a lot of family, and that's really beneficial to have someone to kind of help. And then some may have a lot of family and just need to be encouraged in one certain area. And that's it. And that's all right. The point that I had shared was my point. I'm getting ready to say another little piece. I have no idea the name of it just yet. But I think once I'm done, I would have um, figured out the name of it. But if you like to write poetry, that helps too. It's pretty much whatever works for you. You know, some people like to shop a little bit sometimes. Some people just like to write about the world or, or what happened and that's okay I hope you enjoyed this show today you can email me at javetta j-a-v-s victor e-t-t-a cobb c-o-b-b at gmail.com that's javetta cobb at gmail.com you can call or text me at 908-291-3361. If you're interested in viewing the, our Facebook page, you can go to facebook.com forward slash encouragement services. That's facebook.com forward slash encouragement services. To view the website, it's not completely finished yet, but there are intake forms on there and it tells you a little bit more what we're about. It's at www.ecourage, 
E-C-O-U-R-A-G-E dot Wix, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com, C-O-M forward slash E-Courage, E-C-O-U-R-A-G-E dash Blossoms, B-L-O-S-S-O-M-S. So that's www.ecourage.wixsite.com forward slash ecourage dash blossoms. Here is my poem and it is called Thinking of You. And if it's not quite with thinking of you, I'll change it. (laughs) Today is a great day today to be alive, to feel free. Oh, to be just totally awesome today. To be able to walk, to be able to talk, to be able to shake and turn my body and twist it all around. It feels so great to be alive today. Darling, I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of you. Just being by your side, oh, all so airtight. Walking and talking and hugging and loving each other is the best thing I could ever think of. Over the hills and through the mountains, I'm enjoying my time with you. Walking and talking and just having a really good time is so splendid. I can't think of anything else right now, but your darling can be your children. It could be your girlfriend or boyfriend. It could be your spouse. It could be a grandparent, however you want it to be. Have a great day.